You're listening to How to Succeed in Evil, Crazy Psycho Murder Tree. Chapter 12, The Prosecution. Scarpetti laid out the prosecution's case quickly and confidently. He called expert witnesses, survivors of the incident, responding officers, and even gave a damning multimedia presentation that recreated the rampage minute by minute. Strangely, Topper declined all opportunities to cross-examine witnesses. At each opportunity, he just said, No questions, Your Honor, and went back to quietly taking notes. At one point, this became so disconcerting to the judge that he called Topper to approach. Topper dragged a chair over to the bench, climbed up on it, and looked the judge, more or less, in the eye. He asked Topper, Do you intend to participate in this man, Tree's defense? Your Honor, as far as the defense is concerned, this case is going our way. I don't understand, and I must warn you, if you don't mount a competent defense for your client, you can be disbarred. Your Honor, do you think there's anything I want more in this world than to knock that man's dick in the dirt? asked Topper, hooking a thumb at Scarpetti. Excuse me? I'm letting him hang himself. I don't see how, and as I am the judge in this matter, I know, Your Honor, that's what's going to make it a surprising twist. I can't figure out if you're jerking my chain or not. Topper heard his voice saying, You should root for the little guy. He's going to win. But he wasn't sure where the confidence came from. The judge rubbed his eyes and muttered, I don't need this. And I gotta take a whiz. Then he announced to the courtroom, Ten minute recess. As Topper returned to the defense table, Scarpelli walked over and whispered, Make it look good. What? I'm glad you came back to your senses and are back on our side. Just, you know, don't take a total dive. Make it look good. Don't worry, sweetheart, said Topper. And then he reached up and gave the man's balls a quick pat. I'll make it good for you. Scarpelli flinched and recoiled in fear, but Topper simply sat down and looked at his notes, leaving Scarpelli to try and find a handle on the moment. But under the table, his knees started shaking. What the hell had come over him? Who was he? Had he been drugged? Somehow transformed into kind of, well, not a superhero. He certainly would have been taller, but where did this confidence come from? And why did it seem to flicker on and off like a light bulb? He leaned over to his client to hide the unsteadiness and asked, How you doing? I feel better, creaked the bogus. Topper looked up and saw that the top of the tree was now in direct sunlight. New growth had sprouted there. While he watched, several leaves unfurled themselves. There was a cracking sound next to his ear, and Topper turned to see a rooty tendril snaking its way across the defense table and into the pitcher of water that was there. The sap sings within me once again. Okay, just take it easy there, Barkfella. We don't want to alarm the jury. Not even the mightiest rock can keep the seed from sprouting. Yeah, but if we screw this up, they're going to round up your ass. A uh, trunk and roundup kills everything. So just keep standing there like a stately old oak and let your squirrel-sized attorney handle the rest. I am no oak the bogus said, this time louder and with a hint of contempt. I am the bogus. Okay, just shh, here comes the judge. 
and with the bang of the gavel, the trial was on again. Mr. Scarpelli, prompted the judge. No further witnesses, Your Honor. Mr. Hagelblatt. Topper climbed up onto the table. A part of him was still not quite able to accept what he was doing, but that fear was no longer in the driver's seat. Your Honor, we move for summary judgment. A gasp went up from the gallery. Scarpelli cried out, No! The judge leaned forward and said, Counselor, perhaps you'd care to explain yourself. And before Topper could speak, the judge added, To this court's satisfaction, Your Honor, we're not disputing any of the prosecution's facts. That's exactly what happened. A tree damaged life and property. It's absurd to charge a tree with a crime. Everybody just needs to file an insurance claim and move on. Objection, cried Scarpelli. The judge rolled his eyes, but before he could speak, Topper continued. Further, to my point, Your Honor, my client actually hasn't been charged with anything. This is the state versus Jerry Gerlach. He held up a picture of the rumpled-looking professor so all could see it. And this is not Jerry Gerlach. Your Honor, this is patently absurd, said Scarpelli. The defense made the exact opposite case at the arraignment. But that doesn't matter, Your Honor. This isn't about what I argue. It's about their case and what they haven't proved. They've charged a man for murder, for what is really tree damage. In the technical parlance, an act of God and gravity. They had to prove that A, my client is Mr. Gerlach, and or B, what is very obviously a tree before you, is a man. Topper looked directly at the jury. Now... I might not be as tall or as smart as the counsel for the prosecution, but I'm not so stupid that I confuse flora with fauna. Objection. This tree is clearly possessed of a malevolent will. It is a threat to the well-being and livelihood of all around it. The judge started pounding his gavel and calling for order. Ho, ho! Now it's a bad tree, possessed by demon spirits. It's a tree, and the law is very clear about trees. It specifies the, and I quote, removal of dangerous trees, not the destruction, the incarceration, or even the anthropomorphization of them. This is a clear matter. Even your actions are prescribed by the law. The tree must be removed. So he goes to the country, case closed. The judge raised his voice and hammered indiscriminately on the bench. Your Honor, we have witnesses. We have the offending tree on videotape. The whole damn city saw it. I don't care what kind of hallucinations the state may be having. The only thing that matters here is what they can prove. And they can't prove that this is the man they charged. The judge's gavel snapped and he shouted, God damn it, I said order. A hush fell across the courtroom. Now the next one of you who speaks out of turn is getting a contempt charge and spending the night in jail. The bailiff smiled. Seeing this, the judge snapped. Get me another damn gavel. Now. The judge paused and looked up. Above the courtroom, there was now a lush canopy of green leaves, soaking up the afternoon sun. He considered the new growth for a moment, and then he said very carefully, Counselor, instruct your client to stop growing. Your Honor, respectfully, I'm not sure that's within his control. If he cannot retain control of his bodily functions, Your Honor, please don't hold me in contempt. But he's not a he. He's a tree. And further, could anyone in this courtroom keep their hair from growing? There was a chuckle which enraged the judge even further. Having no gavel, he slammed the palm of his hand against the bench and winced. 
Water, creaked the bogus. Easy, big fella, said Topper. Spring usually takes a whole season. You think to bandy words with me, Aswarna? Ask what? Just be cool. We're almost out of here, said Topper. Enough, roared the bogus. Trivial creatures, now shall ye cease. No, 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 said Topper, but it stopped nothing. The bogus heaved and its chain shattered. The doors were clogged by fleeing spectators. As the bogus roared, everyone at the front of the courtroom retreated into the far corner, huddling as best they could in the jury box and behind the witness stand. Topper watched a juror trying to escape by lifting a low-hanging branch and slipping underneath it. But as soon as the bogus felt the first touch on its bark, it spun on the man and crushed him with a mighty swipe of a branch. "'Jesus Christ!' cried Topper. "'Not in front of the judge!' Roots dug into the floor and tore sections of it from the joists. The bogus brandished the hardwood at the humans and cried, "'You murder the trees, and you think not of them. "'You weep for the carpenter, but who weeps for the wood? "'Who will speak for the trees?' "'This is a children's story gone horribly, horribly wrong,' said Topper. "'If you don't get control of your client,' said the judge, his voice quavering with fear." Topper said, You're gonna what? Beat me to death with a branch of a tree? Your Honor, be my friggin' guest. The bailiff and a sheriff's deputy drew their weapons and opened fire. Bullets thudded harmlessly into the creature's thick trunk, barely raising sap to the surface. With a swipe of a mighty limb, the bogus knocked the small knot of mammals from their feet and dashed them against the wall. The impact missed Topper, but he was covered by a press of bodies and could not get up. The confidence that had surged through him now evaporated. Pinned to the floor, unable to move, with the sounds of destruction raging all around him, tears poured down his face. He heard the bogus burst through the wall of the courtroom and heard the carnage disappearing in the distance. When the last piece of rubble settled, a silence came over the courtroom. It was the stillness of the scared rabbit that, though frozen, knows it has only avoided certain destruction because the predator was distracted. Everyone lying on Topper was either dead or unconscious. He squirmed his way free of the pile as if it were a second unholy birth. Then he tumbled onto one of the few pieces of floor that hadn't been shattered. The east wall of the courtroom had been knocked through and the bogus was gone. Topper wiped tears and snot from his face with his sleeve. That was it, he thought. His career as a lawyer was over. Perhaps he would have to join a circus or a carnival. If there were any of them left. In his mind, Topper saw the slew of despair and got a running start for his belly flop into it. But before he could wallow and roll, he was interrupted by the sound of one man clapping. In the back of the courtroom, he saw the impossibly tall man from the day before. Windsor. His suit was immaculate and he was seemingly untouched by the chaos. Had he been in the courtroom the whole time? And why was he clapping and looking right at him? Topper climbed over shattered furniture to get to the gallery. He approached the tall man who stopped clapping and said, Bravo. What? said Topper. Well done, said Edwin, producing a handkerchief from his inside suit pocket and handing it to Topper. You gotta be kidding. I mean, this is a disaster. Just look at it. It's literally a disaster. 
due to circumstances beyond your control. My career is over, Topper lamented. The tall man smiled, which was somehow disquieting to Topper. Your career is just beginning. He presented a card to Topper. Call on me tomorrow when you have recovered, and we shall discuss the terms of your employment. Your talent should not be wasted. Wait, a job? What is this? Who are you? And celebrations? Do you see this place? Why would you not celebrate? You cleared your client. But, but, Edwin said, your client immediately committed another violent crime. I would advise you to think of that not as a failing, but as job security. Then he buttoned up his jacket, turned, and walked out the door. Wait, what the hell just happened? Topper looked at the card. It read, Edwin Windsor, Evil Efficiency Consultant. There were sirens in the distance as he slid the card into his pocket. Then he took a step forward and fainted. If you like How to Succeed in Evil, you should support it by becoming a paid subscriber at patrickemclean.substack.com. And if you do, I mean, for the paltry sum of $5 a month, you get to binge the rest of this story right now. I mean, that's a good deal, right? You not only get to satisfy your need for instant gratification, but you get to do so in a way that lets you feel good about yourself while you're doing it. So if you want to wait a week to get the next episode, that's fine. It'll be here right on schedule. But is it the most evil thing in the world to suggest that in these trying times, you deserve a little happiness? It's actually fairly evil. This is marketing, but you should still subscribe.